entertainment, arts, and interviews. The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, he's among the world's foremost jazz vocalists, named Male Vocalist of the Year 14 times by Downbeat Magazine's Critics Poll. He's a Grammy winner and has been nominated 10 times. He's Kurt Elling, and you can catch him November 20th at the Lead Center for Performing Arts in Lincoln. But there's more to Kurt Elling, and you'll find out now. Grammy-winning vocalist, Kurt Elling's in the house. Welcome to the show, Kurt. Thank you. <laughs> Great to have you with us. First of all, Kurt, what can people expect from the show on November 20th? Well, if I gather correctly, I think what the Lead Center has in mind is that I'll be doing a Sinatra show in honor of the centenary of Frank's birth. Okay. So I've got an augmented band. It'll be my regular, my regular rhythm section, plus a couple of horns, so we'll be able to not really play the big band arrangements, but we'll be able to kind of approximate them okay. and give people a flavor of that. Very cool. So do you do this Frank Sinatra thing pretty often? Well, it's increasing because he would have been 100 in 2015. Okay, and I see. And so this is kind of a show that has been in development for a minute. I originally put it together for the 40th anniversary of a special show that he did that was a, a show where he went around the world in aid of children's charities around the world. And he put a band together and paid for the airfare and chartered a plane and paid all their hotel bills and everything. And it was just so he could give a bunch of money to children's charities and raise raise money for that. Wow, which I thought was a very, is a very hip thing for a man of his caliber to do and mm-hmm. a very beautiful way to do it. So it started with that and then... You know, here we are in 2015, and just a couple of years later, and already he's already he's turning 100. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. On your albums, your arrangements of songs are so unique. How do you approach it? How does it work for you? Well, a lot of thought goes into it, for sure. I want to say that uh, many of the arrangements that you're probably referring to were things that I put together in collaboration with uh, my former partner, Lawrence Hobgood, who deserves beautiful, great amounts of credit for the work that he did over 20 years. Okay. Some of the time, it was just his work straight up, but uh, most of the time, it was the two of us together talking about things and pulling them together. Okay. And a lot of times, we just follow the melody. And the melody from, uh, I guess, more, I don't know, I don't want to say more contemporary, but from, from my standpoint or our standpoint, it has a different groove under it uh-huh. than its original and it wants to go to a place uh, where I hear it. So that's where we put it. Okay, now, how important is phrasing? And is that something you put a lot of thought in? Or do you phrase differently each time? I guess it's a little bit of both. I mean, uh, you're always building off of your last performance, and you're always trying to find a new way through a song. And yet you know that a couple of the things are the way that you kind of the way that you like to play them. Mm-hmm. I'm on the road about 290 years, so a lot of times we have arrangements that are in development, and these days we kind of come to them with a group consciousness and try to choose the best uh, way for things to go. And again, a lot of that's just based on the way I like to make the melody go. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And right now you're hearing from Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalist Kurt Elling. Now, you are a known master of scatting and vocalese. Mm-hmm. So could you explain exactly what vocalese is? Sure. Vocalese is a form of uh, lyric writing 
that is unique to the jazz idiom. In the classical world, vocalese would be something that is sung without words, strictly speaking. Okay. Whereas in jazz, it's exactly the opposite. It's where one takes a recording that began its life as an instrumental and most often as an instrumental improvised solo and do a transcription of the solo. Then you write a lyric for the solo. So okay. that which began as an improvised act uh, becomes something that has a consistent lyric and a more or less consistent way of phrasing things based upon that which the tenor player or piano player, bass player, what have you, originally came up with. Okay. It's an art form that could only have happened, as you can imagine, with the advent of recorded sound. Mm-hmm. In doing these kinds of things, I'm following in the footsteps of people like Eddie Jefferson and John Hendricks and Annie Ross. It's a fairly short list of people who have been very successful at doing this kind of thing, and I'm hoping to join them. Okay, and how do you approach putting lyrics to those iconic riffs? One of the big features is to come up with a theme or a storyline that somehow reflects the original composition and reflects the way that it sounds like the instrumentalist was playing the piece, Mm -hmm. reflects the swoops and swirls and dynamism and the rhymes of the instrumental solo. It's fairly complicated because you want to find something that, if possible, actually sounds where the words sound like the phrasing of the instrumentalist and also tell a more or less coherent story. Wow, it's almost like a puzzle. Lyric writing uh, always has a puzzle. You need to find the right rhyme for uh-huh. the right moment. Uh-huh. Now, you were one credit short of a master's degree in philosophy of religion, and you have said that you know learning an instrument or a craft is very akin to meditation or prayer. So expound on that just a little bit. Uh, well, when you're singing, you have uh, a very focused mind, and you're not thinking about the past or the future. You're not even really thinking about the present. You're living in the present, which is very much what many forms of meditation strive for, uh-huh. an attitude uh, or an experience of being, as they say, being here now. Uh-huh. And I think that musicians get to experience that nightly, which is one of the reasons why it's so therapeutic for them mm-hmm. and why so many musicians like to play music as often as they can. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. We'll be right back with more from Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalist Kurt Elling right after this. Keep it right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And if you want to hear this magical voice live, get your tickets for this Thursday, November 20th at the Lead Center, Kurt Elling Live in Concert with the music of Frank Sinatra. Oh, Nothing at all Half a love Never appealed To me If your heart Never would Yield to me Then I'd rather Have Nothing at all Oh Nothing at all If it's love, there is no in-between 